You are listening to The Mallory Report, a live radio show that ventures into the mysteries of life, as well as the hot topics of the day, either political or business. Before we begin, if you have not taken advantage of my 73 or 75, 73, selling myself short yet again, 73, 73, okay, apparently it's 73 tonight, apparently I've deleted two over the last week and don't remember doing it, uh, tips before starting your podcast, come over to my website, they're right there, um, free ebook, you, you got to give me your email address because, well, it's a free thing and I need something for putting it all out there and hosting and all that other stuff, so, and you'll get a couple follow-up emails with just asking you how you're doing and making sure, you know, just checking in. And that's all we're going to do around here. But so come over and do that if you're interested in starting a podcast, or if you have one for a while. I know some people that I've sent it, sent it to that have had a podcast for a number of years have just kind of like, yeah, I wish I would have. And I'm like, yeah, well, now you should have. But now, and they've incorporated some things, and it's all it's all good for that. But my guest tonight you may appreciate it. I don't know. We'll find out. My guest tonight is um, KJ McGlynn. Did I say that right? Yes, sir. Yep, you sure did. I'm surprised because I just, I seriously hadn't thought about pronouncing it until I looked at it and then I went, oh boy, this is going to be ugly. <laughs> <laughs> you got it on the first try. <laughs> well, work that one down, everybody. Once in a while, it does happen that I get it right. Um, <laughs> how are you doing tonight? <laughs> uh, I am great. I'm excited that uh, we're we're finally doing this. It's been a long time coming trying to uh, get our schedules uh, worked out, but uh the stars aligned, and here we are. Well, well, that's that's the fun part, right? Because you know this. I, I, I tell hundreds of people. Maybe hundreds is an exaggeration. Maybe it's not. I'll just go with hundreds for tonight, because apparently my nomadic reasoning is all off anyways. Yeah, I'll have you on. Just let me know. Just send me an email. We'll make it happen. And, of course, when you do 50 shows a year, you tell hundreds of people that. Well, you know how the math works. I don't have to explain that. Of course, in the era of common core math, I might have to. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> <laughs> you have a cup. It already holds so much. No, they still wouldn't understand that. Um, <laughs> so, where do we want to start? Let's start with paranormal stuff. What got you? Let's go way back. What got you interested in the paranormal? Because I think that's kind of a interesting jump point for most of this conversation. Yeah, you know what? I I am excited about how the uh, the timing worked out because. Um, I uh, th- accidentally ended up on a, a new paranormal show, <laughs> and uh, I've I've always been, um, you know, I've always been interested. I've had experiences my whole life. I uh, never really thought about um, being a, a a part of a show, um, but uh, during quarantine, I, I I had a lamp that started going uh, on and off, a touch lamp, and. Uh, it was happening around this time that I was hosting virtual bingo for a, a pet rescue that I work with, and I thought, well, maybe my my grandma is is here to play bingo because <laughs> that was the, you know that was her thing. Like she she had her own bingo uh, table, and nobody messed with Dorothy's table. They knew, <laughs> um, and so. I just so happened to have a very dear friend uh, who has a paranormal show. Her name is Kitsy Duncan, and uh, she's uh, got a show that's got three seasons on Amazon Prime called Oddity Files. And 
she was in my bu- my bubble, if you will. We were uh, safe to see each other. So I said, well, I know you haven't been able to do any investigating. Uh, would you like to come over and see who's talking to me through this lamp? <laughs> and um, she came over. We got um, some really just absolutely amazing communication. Uh, and about a month later, she called and she said, I would like to listen to a show. I into people's homes and help them as opposed to investigating the, you know, all of the crazy places she'd been all over the world. She's like, let's, let's give back, help people. And because she had done such a great job and, and really helped me, I said, yeah, let's do it. So here I am uh, on this uh, new show called Paranormal Crossroad. And uh, it's a a pretty cool group of uh, women. It's uh, all female investigators and, as opposed to, like we said, going to the notoriously haunted places. We're looking for people who maybe are having some experiences at home or having some grief or just need a little bit of help. Well, that's, that's fun. Because had you had any interest in the paranormal before that? I mean, besides the uh, passing interest in, like, watching, but have you... I don't want to say uh, dabbled, but that's the only word that comes to my mind. So this is going to be one of those yes. nights. Yes. So um, I I have dabbled in the world of of spirits quite often. I am a, a second degree Reiki healer, so I understand how energy works, and um, I do a lot of uh, energy work and consultations with uh, with with people and their pets, in particular cats. I I seem to I I, I don't like to call myself a, a a communicator because I have friends who have gone through um, and really honed those skills and and are incredible animal communicators but I do tend to uh, to jive with cats quite a bit and it's been interesting on our investigations the amount of of, of cat spirits that have come through since I started doing this show. So um, yeah I've, I, I've been on a couple of a couple of ghost hunts. Um, I consulted uh, a few times with people who had moved into our child, my childhood home, because it was haunted. Um, and my mother would call and say, "Somebody else is living in our house now, and they're freaked out." And I would be like, "Oh, those are just the kids that, but they were my imaginary friends. Those are the kids I grew up with, and never really thought it was weird until I realized that other people thought that I was weird." because I saw those things. And so, um, like I said, it's it's never been something that I'm like, I see spirits, I can talk to spirits, I can talk to cats. I've never really put it out there. But um, in looking at the the, the past year and, and, and my journey and what I wanted to do and really take the, the media brand that I had built and help people, this show just kind of fell right in line with my with my spiritual journey and my professional journey. So, so one of my chatters just asked me to ask you what your favorite breed of cat was, and I asked him if we were going there, and he hasn't had a chance to resp- reply yet, so we're just going to go there because I trust his judgment on this. Even though I'm asking you a question, you know, the, the old lawyer saying don't ask a question you don't know the answer to. Well, this right here <laughs> is a question. You you could tell me anything right now, and I'd have to believe you because I don't know anything about it. Okay, so fa- did he said favorite breed of cat? Yes. 
Okay, so I'll I'll tell you that my favorite cat is a rescue cat. I do a lot of work with uh, shelters and rescues, and uh, so any cat that uh, that is looking for a home or has come through a shelter or rescue is my kind of cat. Um, if I uh, had to pick a breed, gosh, I am I, I'm a little partial to the Siamese. My uh, my first cat that I really was responsible for was a Siamese and I have uh, two Siamese now uh, and they are they're extremely smart and they are very uh, very in touch with uh, energy and uh, the paranormal if you will so uh, I, I I tend to uh, lean on them a little bit and, and watch them and, and their energy when I'm uh, trying to figure out who we've got visiting in our home. So don't tell my other four cats that I am partial to the two Siamese, but that is my answer. <laughs> so I, I've got a, uh, I feel like I'm doubled down on a question I don't know the answer to and I probably shouldn't be asking, but we're only 10 minutes in, so what can go wrong here? Um, <laughs> <laughs> you, you say you, you read Energy of Cats, and I do not dispute that animals leave energy and all this other stuff. So first and foremost, we're on the same page there. But I have to imagine, like, inside cats and outside cats have different... Well, I mean, obviously they have different lives, so they're going to leave a different mark. Mm -hmm. Is there one or the other that are easier for you to connect with? Um, You know, I mean, and, and you're, you're spot on there, actually. the Part of the reason that we... Um, tend to struggle as as humans with uh, with with cats living in our homes and oh they're peeing outside the box oh they're scratching these things is that they are still very in touch with uh, the uh, the wild nature that they have and those types of things are they're things that they would do in the wild they're things that they naturally need to do and so we're still trying to uh, uh, work with them, and I actually do. A, 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 I have clients who I work with and, and help them figure out how to redirect uh, energy. And sometimes it's you know working with balancing chakras and balancing out. You really you're going in a rabbit hole when you start talking to me about cats and energy. Uh, but uh, the cat is an interesting domesticated animal because they are in the wild and still in their DNA, both predator and prey. And so they are constantly not only hunting, but being concerned about being hunted. And most of the issues that we run into with our, with our cats that live in our homes are usually, it's usually an imbalance in their energy of they're too much predator or they're too much prey. Um, and it's difficult to talk logically to a cat and you don't necessarily train a cat like you do a dog. And so that's where energy work actually comes in being very helpful in helping a house cat balance out the fact that, yeah, you still, you know, you still got all of this, uh, you know, crazy drive and you're worried that someone's going to eat you all the time, but you're in the house and you're safe and let's balance that out so that you stop peeing in places that you shouldn't. <laughs> so that's, that's kind of where I step into the, the paranormal and a uh, spirit world kind of crossing into uh, how I, how I approach dealing with living with six cats. <laughs> oh, you have to do something because um, living with six cats sounds sounds like an interesting twist of life for me, for me. Of course, I have a dog, so of course here we go, cats and dogs. But um, 
nevertheless, anytime you have a pet in your house, it, it morphs into this own, I want to say relationship. I'm kind of struggling yeah. with the words tonight, which isn't a good thing for a talk person to be doing, but we'll, we'll deal with it. Um, we have those days. <laughs> but it, it is interesting that, you know, cause you kind of, well, they know intuitively, they know more than you realize they know. Absolutely. And, and you nailed it. It's a, it's a relationship. That's, you know, I say to people, don't, you know, don't go get a kitten because it's cute. That's a 15 to 20 year relationship commitment that you're making there. And you don't know what their personality is if you're going to jive together. So, uh, you gotta, you gotta think a little bit harder before you bring a, 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 a pet into your house. And then, you know, go the, go the extra mile to figure out what that little, what that little uh, animal has going on with them, and even with dogs. I mean, dogs are are uh, much more social because they were domesticated to work with humans as opposed to cats who served a purpose of capturing the rodents and keeping things away. Dogs worked side by side, and so they're, they're a little more domesticated and a little more uh, understanding of, of the human social cues. Um, but there are still things that you can do with, with dogs to help their behavior, uh, when you start to consider them, uh, in, in the, in the way that we consider ourselves, which is body, mind, and spirit. They are the same. So I'm going to read this question for, well, yeah, it's kind of a, it's a statement followed by a question, I guess, from my chat room. And, sure. um, so I'm going to probably stumble over a few times because it's pretty lengthy. So just, just bear with me for a second. Um, you got it. I've had a lot of cats in my days. I currently have three. One is the most non-cat cat I've ever had. My daughter keeps saying he's not a cat. She's able to communicate with him to find out what else is... Is she able to communicate with him to find out what else is he? A psychic friend came over and confirmed to me he is not a cat, but would not go any further. Okay. Well, yes. Um... <laughs> <laughs> That's what, like I, also... I said, I, I, wanted, I just wanted to throw that out there because I'm fascinated by that. And um, I don't know. I don't know where that's going. So, um, yes, I would uh, recommend a uh, someone who uh, has a good reputation for being an animal communicator, someone who's been certified and studied and really honed their skills. Um, I do have, uh, I, I have some uh, references if you are interested. You can go to, uh, just go to kjonair.com and fill out my contact form and say, hey, who's your, who's the pet communicator that I should talk to? Um, but I have a, a, one of my six cats also is, um, it, she's convinced that she's not a cat. And in the, the conversations that we've had, um, she, She's a first-time cat, so she's never been. What we've learned from her is that she's never been in a cat body, and so she doesn't get being a cat. Um, you can have some really interesting conversations when you uh, start uh, uh, asking them what they're here for, what their purpose is, what, uh, and 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 they're pretty hysterical, honestly, because they're so matter of fact about anything. They're not like us, where it's like, gosh, are they going to think I'm weird if I say this? I mean, she just is adamant that she's not a cat, <laughs> and we can't convince her that she is. And uh, it, it's very similar. Um, we ask her what she is, and she's just like, well, I'm not a cat, you know. <laughs> so um, I would I would encourage that uh, th that conversation can help because. 
for us with some of the behaviors that she was having. We had to explain to her that that is cat behavior and that's cat behavior that's not acceptable for a cat that lives in a house. So fine, you can tell us you're not a cat, but you don't get to do that cat thing. <laughs> and um, uh, it was very helpful. And honestly, uh, you know, Jim, the first time that I talked to a pet communicator, it was when I was doing morning radio and I really was, I was not at this point in my in in in, in my journey. Like yeah, I, I, I always... I'm imagining this convers that well that conversation and this conversation going uh, for those listening because that's where ninety nine percent of my listeners. I'm doing the opposite ends as they split off from the tree at this point, from tonight's <laughs> conversation to that conver- first conversation years ago. Yes, yes. I mean. Like I said, I always felt like I understood cats, but I didn't realize that I was actually, like, understanding cats. Like, oh, I'm getting images and things, and I actually do understand what this this cat is trying to communicate. I just was like, I'm good with cats. And then this communicator comes on, and she had said when we booked her, um, you know, I'm, I'm I'm not a psychic. I can connect with someone's pet. If I have a picture of them, I don't need to be in the same room, but if I have a picture, I can connect with that pet's energy and we can have a conversation. And so it wasn't like listeners could call up and say, you know, what's a, why is Puffy peeing outside the box? It wasn't like that. So we were like, okay, well, I guess I'll just send you pictures of my cats and you'll talk to my cats on the radio tomorrow. And that'll be real interesting. <laughs> and, um, and and we got some pretty funny conversation out of it. And she was there. It was very much like, you know, wow, this woman knows my cats. But one of the things that she told me was that my, it was my Siamese cat at the time is that he was having it, extremely uh, painful headaches and I needed to get them to the vet. Something was very wrong. And I'm like, Oh my God, I get off my radio show and I am like, call my husband and I tell him, I'm like, what do I do? Do I, am I going to take our cat to the vet and say, I talked to a pet communicator on the radio today. And the reason I'm here is because she said he's having headaches. And he was like, I guess. And (laughs) I, I walked into that vet's office and thankfully she knew me pretty well. And I was like, this is the craziest thing I have ever said. But a pet communicator told me he's having headaches and that's why we're here today. And she checked his blood pressure and it was so far through the roof. It was dangerous. And she said uh, he would be having pain in his head with his blood pressure being this high. And I was like, okay, well, she talked to my captain. <laughs> We put him on blood pressure medication and and went from there. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I'm just enjoying the cat. The fact your cat has high blood pressure, just like me. I'm sorry. Just taking a moment and enjoying that. But how would you they, I mean, like? They do, and you know what? He was on the same blood pressure medication as my father-in-law, which my father-in-law really got a kick out of. It's like, well, now you and Omar are on the the same medication for the same problem. So if you I, run out, I'll rub some lotion in your ear too. <laughs> but I'm I'm also sitting here thinking, how would you know that your cat's having? I mean, just uh, well, on the the surface level here, how would you like know your cat's having a headache? Right. And that was, you know, I asked about that, and the, uh, you know, 
thankfully, like I said, the vet didn't, you know, kick me out and say, uh, off with you, crazy woman. <laughs> um, but she asked if he was, if he spent a lot of time in the dark, if he hid anywhere strange. And he had started hiding behind a door in the dark. Like he would go behind this door in our closet and he would cry. And she said, well, he, what do you do when you have a migraine? You you find some the darkest place that you can and you cry because it hurts. And I was like, yeah, I just thought we had lost, uh, we had lost a cat about six months before this. And we thought he was grieving. Like this is a new behavior. He's so sad. He misses his brother. And maybe he was stressed enough about losing his sibling that he stressed himself into high blood pressure. But either way, it like, it all just kind of came together, but you're right. I felt terrible, but I didn't know that cats could have headaches like that. So, uh, you know, if, if your cat is doing any of that, that stuff, tell, go to your vet and say, this woman on this show last night said my cat might be having headaches, and that's why I'm here. <laughs> It'll all come full circle. <laughs> I'm still blown away by... So, obviously... And, I mean, so was that kind of a, a picking up point for all of this stuff for you? Obviously it was, because you became instantly from fascinated by it to, I want to say intrigued. Like, yeah. Because I know, like, after my first couple of paranormal experiences, just seeing things that I couldn't quite grip, and then talking to some people, it kind of, like, all clicked together, like, okay, so A, I'm not, I'll say it, batshit crazy. And, uh, and then <laughs> other people were out there kind of, you know, having some, but not quite the same, but close enough that kind of makes me go and then it just kind of clicked and as i as i lovingly say the rest is history is that kind of where that all started for you yes yeah it it really did because it was you know if if you will as we say in the paranormal it was it was evidence we we couldn't explain and we definitely couldn't refute i mean someone i had never met told me my cat was having headaches and you know had had she not done that he probably wouldn't have lived much longer his his blood pressure was so high and so that in fact i mean saved his life and gave him many more years and did kind of start taking me down the road of you know if if she can communicate like that can i start applying some of these things that i was learning about holistic healing and, you know, chakras and acupuncture and, and, and things like that, that I just started to, um, to really explore because I had been in a car accident and I was having some chronic pain myself. And I, I, I didn't want to just take pills. Like, it, I just felt like there had to be something else. So it all kind of came together at a time when I was already opening myself up to to some of the, you know, alternative ways of, of healing. And then this came in and then it started to click a little bit more. Um, you know, oh, I, 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 I get messages from these cats. Like I'm not just good with them. Like I actually kind of understand what they're, what, what they're doing and how to communicate with them. And so, yeah, that was, that was where it went, and then I I, I met uh, my friend Kitsy uh, about oh eight nine years ago. Everything's such a blur, especially with this last year. Like, what is time anymore? 
Um, but I met her and she, you know, was further along and in her journey into the paranormal, she had, uh, lost her father and really, really wanted to connect. And that's kind of what brought her into, um, doing the hunts that she did. And then, you know, starting her show oddity files. And then, um, in the, like I said, it, during the pandemic, her, her group kind of broke up and they weren't going to do any more oddity files and she wasn't sure what to do. And. Well, a light came on at my house, Jim, and the rest is history. Here we are. <laughs> well, not only that, though. But I, okay, so let's let's push pause on the paranormal end of this for a few minutes here and kind of get into some more of this. You've mentioned doing the morning show for a number of years. So obviously you had the mm-hmm. opportunity to be around uh, media and talking to people and all this other stuff. So none of this is strange to you. No, no not at all. Um, I, my, my first real job was radio. I started working at the little station uh, in my hometown when I was in high school and really thought that that was sort of all I was ever going to do. And I, I did have a really nice long um, career in in radio. And then I, I transitioned a couple years ago into podcasting and uh, more on the TV side of things. Uh, I'm the, I know this is going to shock you, I'm the kitty correspondent for Pet Pals TV, which is a nationally syndicated show. Um, and so I would say I was, I was very comfortable behind the microphone, but had you asked me, you know, four or five years ago to uh, be in, on, a, on a TV show investigating the paranormal, I would have, I, I would have, told you that's not in my wheelhouse um it's been a it's been a journey but it's been a journey both from my professional side where i'm at with with media and my spiritual journey that have kind of come together and i guess you know the name is fitting when you say paranormal crossroad because it did all just kind of lead to this it did it's amazing to see how so I, you know, I love digging into people, how they got from point A to point B, because as simple as that statement is, we all know the the math, stuck on math tonight, too. The math behind that isn't as simple as it seems. So. Right. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't a smooth road, but it's always, I think it's, it, it's beautiful, and, and we need to acknowledge it more at those times in our life where we go, all of, all of this happened to get me to here that's meaningful and like you need to acknowledge that so that the next time you're in those bumps in the road that you can have a little bit of peace and knowing that these bumps are also leading you to some place so i've got one more media-ish question and we'll get back to the paranormal because that's fun too of course i say that you know how this all works out five minutes from now I another qu- question and it'll just come flying out of my mouth because i have no choice in the matter but how tell, help me with that transition from radio to podcasting, because I know I've talked to a number of people who did it because they had to, and people that did it because they wanted to, and it sometimes it was it was a battle. And of course, for other people, being behind the mics, being behind the mic, it doesn't necessarily matter. So, where were you in that? Um, so, I I mean, I was really fortunate in the the first morning show that I did. Um, I was on for for fourteen years, and we we had. Really, uh, I mean, not free reign, but very close to, you know, we got to kind of do what we wanted. Um, and so if, 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 you know, 
if we ran late and didn't get the commercials in on time, we usually got away with it. And it just the things that would not happen anymore. Uh, but I was I was lucky that I came from sort of a, a relaxed conversational format. Um, but I transitioned from that to a um, a morning show that was much more formatted, a lot more music. Uh, you know, we went through not to get like deep into the, the radio world, but the, it went through a transition where there used to be diaries and people wrote down what they listened to. And, and then it went to an actual metered measure. And that, when that transition happened, it really changed how radio was programmed. And all of a sudden shows weren't talking as much because the shows that talked more didn't get the meters. And, um, so that's kind of a, a short version of, of what happened and why I was on a show that ended up having a, a shorter format was because of what the, the uh, new rating system was saying. Um, and at that point, I, I didn't have an outlet for a lot of the things I wanted to talk about. And, and I would hear from my program director, like, you know what? I mean, I remember sitting in a promotions meeting just, I mean, like, just kind of banging my head against the wall going, how am I sitting in a room full of people who think that the new Star Wars movie isn't going to be a big deal? And they're like, don't talk about it. And we don't need to do promotions for this. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> and so um, I, I started a podcast so that I could talk about those things because that's the stuff I love. I love Star Wars. I love Marvel. And I, I, you know, I love Harry Potter. I love Dr. Koo. I love paranormal stuff. And when you're giving me three minutes, every 20 minutes to talk, then I have to, you know, recap the bachelor from last night. And it's not that it's things I don't want to talk about, but it's not the things I would choose to talk about. And so, um, I was, I was fortunate that the radio company that I worked for wanted their personalities to podcast. And so I said, well, fine, then I'm going to do a podcast about all the nerdy stuff that you don't want me to talk about on the show. <laughs> and, <laughs> and that's how it got started. Um, and then when our company uh, got bought a uh, couple of years ago, I was not invited to the new company party. And honestly, I didn't really want to go to that new company's party. And so we parted ways. And I realized that the only thing I really wanted to keep from that, it wasn't the radio that I was going to miss. It was my podcast, and as you know, you can you can do a podcast pretty easily without a, a professional radio studio. So um, I, I I sat up at home, and and my girls who were my my co-hosts said, you know, it's not going to be as it's not going to be as easy anymore. You can't just on your lunch hour pop down into the studio and we do 30 minutes of, you know, talking about, uh, you know, the the latest Avengers movie and then we all go back to work. You have to come to my house. We have to make time on our personal schedules to do this. And and uh, it turns out we really love doing it because we're 145 episodes in since we rebranded and, and started it on our own. And and I, I, I love the, the format of podcasting. I love the fact that it is such a free flow conversation and that I always tell people, you know, whatever that you care about, no matter how weird it is, the weirder, the better, because someone's looking to act with you just as weird about that thing as you are. And a podcast is a place to do it. So if you're passionate, be passionate 
about it on your podcast. Um, and it's it's really been a fun ride, and uh, it's a much more inviting and welcoming and supportive community than the radio and, and TV world, that's for sure. Yeah, I'll totally agree with that because history lesson here for some of you newer listeners. Back, back in the day, probably 2013, 14, 15, I was on a string of low-power AM, FM stations across the country. So I considered myself a radio personality because, sure as, sure as shit, the podcast was going out and being played on these radio stations. So yeah. there you go, radio personality. So I started to try to put myself in places in the radio community just to kind of learn and, you know, make a little more hay because, well, why not? Holy smokes, you would have thought I went in there and tried to rob the place. Yeah, it's it's competitive. It is rough. (laughs) Competitive, and don't don't dare ask anybody for anything, even of free advice, because that's not going to happen. Because you're, right. you're, they're, you're, you're, you know, everybody thinks you're taking their job. Yes. Yep. Which, which blows exactly my mind because I'm pretty sure that I'm still not qualified to take most people's jobs. <laughs> 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 well, and you know, the first time that I uh, I started getting like other podcasts would retweet our show and be like, "You should listen to this show too. It's great." I'm like, "Is this a joke? What is this?" No, no DJ would ever be like, you know, who else is a really good DJ that you should listen to? That person. Like that just doesn't happen. And so it was honestly, it was it was refreshing. And I've I've tried, you know, with our podcast to um, to give as much as we've received to be as as kind to people who are starting out and people who um, are looking for exposure as we were in the beginning because we were very fortunate to have, like I said, a, a very welcoming group of podcasts, people that I didn't know who just checked out our show and then said, you know, we're going to help promote you. We like what you're doing. It was, it, it was absolutely just amazing. And I'm, I'm proud to be a part of a community like that. So in my chat room pops up this statement, he's not qualified to do this show. Hello, I'm kidding. <laughs> The only reason I'm allowed to do this show is because it's called the Howard Report, and I'm the only one that was able to do it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> only one that could fit the ID when the, the time came. So, oh, the other thing about podcasting is that the qualifications are very low. <laughs> <laughs> which is which is great when you start, and then you get a little bit, and you're like, man, they'll just let anybody do this, won't they? <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's okay though. I, I think, I think after a while, I think there's struggles in the beginning for everybody. It, probably even you, just trying to get used to doing it off a couch instead of at a, in a studio. I mean, there's all kinds of different glitches for everybody. But I think those who persevere and survive and uh, get it, well, it'll be okay. Yeah, absolutely. And I always say, you know, if you're listening to a podcast uh, and you really love it. Do something to support it, whether it's, you know, throwing a few bucks at their Patreon or just retweeting it or sharing a Facebook post or writing a review. Do something because those people are working hard. It is, 
it's a lot of work and dedication to do a podcast and promote the podcast and edit the podcast and book guests for the podcast. And people that are doing it, they really love it. So if you appreciate what they are doing, do something to help help them grow their show because they're working hard for you. So I think we're at this point where I can ask the easiest question of the night. Okay. Where can people find you? (laughs) (laughs) Where can people find this said podcast? Yes, if you go to kindanerdygirls.com, you will find the Kinda Nerdy Girls podcast. Uh, it, and it, it, you know, I mean, it's in all the places, the Apple and Spotify and, and all the podcast, uh, apps, but it's, uh, it, it'll, you can, you can go there. You can leave us a voicemail if you want. I love that you just click this button now and people just leave messages and it goes to my email and it's like, you have a voicemail. Like, <laughs> I'm like, okay, cool. Well, somebody's listening to our show. That's awesome. Uh, we're a very interactive show. We have, uh, a private group on Facebook that you're welcome to join called the Kinda Nerdy Network. Um, and it's about 1200 strong now and it's all really nice nerds. And you, I, I mean, I go in there and I'm just like, this is such a cool group. Like I'm not even moderating it. I find out, you know, I get breaking news from other people who've posted it. Uh, you know, people will say, Hey, I'm watching this show. Is anybody else watching it? Or, I'm into anime. Is there anybody else here that is? And people are always so nice to each other. So um, if you're if you're looking for a community and you're you're into you know the geek culture type of stuff, our podcast is it, it really is it's a it's a conversation about the fun of fandom and we've got a really fun group there in the kind of nerdy network to go along with it. And there's nothing wrong with any of those topics. And back to back a few minutes because I did jot this down. I have to say it because. You have to say this. Star Wars movies are always and forever and forever and ever forward going to be a big deal. Yes, right. And I'm not and even a, and I'm so not even a fan. Like I understand that from forty thousand feet. I don't. I don't watch them. I don't get it. But I know that. Yeah. Uh, well, I appreciate that. <laughs> Well, I was the little girl that wanted to be Princess Leia. So, uh, you know, I I don't want to get into a, a conversation about what my life was like when the prequels came out and didn't live up to my high expectations. But when The Force Awakens came out, I was at a I was at a movie theater with my podcast for 12 hours and the radio station didn't have any say in it. And it was a great promotion. <laughs> and I was like, take that. Wait. Wait, time out. Twelve hours. Twelve hours. You know, I do Wait. this show. I do. I do this show an hour. Actually, last week I, I did uh, interview, and then I did an hour of live calls afterwards. So that's two, back mm-hmm. to back. Yep. Twelve. Okay, wow. I'm just make. I'm making sure we are all on the same page here when I ask this question. Yes. Are you insane? <laughs> <laughs> Well, the thing was, is that they, when, when The Force Awakens, uh, when it came out... Yes, after, after were, 12 hours of being awake, I'm sure at some point you wished The Force would have went to sleep, but okay, continue. No, 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 because <laughs> we were, we, we were wait, there wait, 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 for out, hold on. 12 hours, Ta- time and out then for just we a went second. and saw the movie. I was just going to ask, then you went and saw the movie, so you were up for 14, 15 hours at that point before you got home. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
And were you able to sleep? I was going on adrenaline, man. I was was cosplaying as Princess Leia. I was living the dream. (laughs) Every half hour, a new group of people was showing up to see the Star Wars movie, and then we were getting to talk to people, like, you know, as they were coming out and getting their reactions. And it was, it was, I, I loved every second of it. Uh, Oh, wait, wait, wait. Wait. Yeah. So maybe this cha- maybe this is changing my perspective as you talk about this because now that you're saying you were at the theater while people were going in and going out, so you had people to talk. So this wasn't a big um, to steal a line from another niche tailgate party like twelve hours before it launched. This was kind of a live in and out crossover. People coming, you know. Okay. So okay. Correct. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. So that makes a little makes it a little bit toler- more tolerable for me that. At least you weren't, you know, because I can't imagine writing 12 hours of content before a movie you haven't seen, I guess is where I was headed. Oh, gosh, no. Oh, no. I can never do that. <laughs> no. I would, now, we were, like I said, we were, we were just getting, rea- we were getting people, you know, their excitement beforehand and then getting reactions afterwards. Like, don't tell me anything. I haven't seen it yet. That was the hardest part was that I was in a theater <laughs> for 12 hours with people who were coming out like, ready to talk about it. And I'm like, don't tell me anything. Oh my God. I don't want to know. <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was a blast. So, okay. So I'm going to ask you this question because, well, you're here. So you're going to be subject to this bad question. Which, which community is more passionate? The, the nerd community or the paranormal community? Um, you know, I, for me, it's all it all just kind of runs together like i oh no I, don't 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 no take an easy way out of this question oh you're gonna make me like take a stand yes <laughs> make somebody mad here tonight. <laughs> um well you know so far i mean i'm this is my like first big dive into the paranormal community like i said i've been i've been doing spirit in energy work and things like that. And I've had, you know, spirits in my house and, you know, talk to them and things like that. But like to go full on into a show and start having, you know, I'm starting to have new followers who are really into the paranormal, who know way more about it than I do because they've been watching every single ghost hunter show that they can. And I'm like, I, you know, mostly I just kind of talk to my cats and the spirits around my house, but I'll start watching Ghost Hunters if I, <laughs> if I need to. So I don't know if it's fair to necessarily uh, for me to to judge the paranormal uh, community yet because uh, I haven't been like fully embraced and 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 living full on in it. But um, I mean, I think that you know I have made it a point to part of the reason that I that I founded the kind of nerdy network was to create a community where we could be positive and kind we always say you can't be kind of nerdy without being kind that's that's um our our mission is is a place where it's safe for you to be a nerd um it wasn't when I was growing up and I loved Star Wars and Captain America and especially being a girl there was what are you doing you know and so um I, I I think that there are factions of the nerd community that are not very welcoming and kind um and I'm you know on a mission to change that uh but I would say that the the paranormal community at this point in my you know introduction into it uh, has been very welcoming and kind. So, 
Um, which one is more passionate? Is that the question? Yeah, I think it was the question. I, I didn't write, that, know, I didn't write right? that one down, so I don't remember how I asked that question. We'll go with Perfect. that. I talked long enough that you forgot the question. <laughs> you fell or busted the question. That's great. <laughs> 2024. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I see a great, um, a great uh, passion and connection in the paranormal community. I think because we're all we're all searching for something, right? We're we're hoping to get answers and to understand more. And I think that that is um, it. It is it is a common bond, regardless of you know what you think is real or not and if you you know believe in demons or you don't or what it doesn't matter because we're all we're all searching together um so i i I think that 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 is a passion that really drives everyone who delves into this um this paranormal community to work together like you know i hope you get evidence because we all need it. <laughs> you know, if, if you get something that's amazing and concrete and can't be disputed, that helps everybody. So I would say that there is, if you're making me pick one, uh, you know, I, I would say probably the, the paranormal community. Yeah, and I, th- I, I hope you're right. I mean, I know there's, just a heads up, there are some people in the paranormal community that are, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Assholes. There we go. That's a good one. Oh, no. uh, <laughs> just saying. Okay. Just for the record. Just for the record. I hate to burst your bubble, but Well, not... I haven't run into any of them and I hope as we continue to, you know, spread the word of, of, of our show and that, you know, we are we're bringing peace to people experiencing the paranormal <laughs> that will they'll people will get understand we're the nice ladies. <laughs> well, I was going to say, part, part of that, you're repelling them already by being nice. Oh, no. Yeah, so just so you know. So maybe okay. maybe you'll never see them. Maybe you'll just avoid them. So that'd be good. Okay. So, maybe they'll avoid me. They'll be like, oh, that's gross. Yeah, you, we don't, we don't nice want to be near that nice person because then people <laughs> think we're nice and we're just not. <laughs> we can't have that. No. <laughs> oh, no. Well, but seriously, I mean... It, it's just like any of the, you know, like you were saying with the nerd community. There's just, it's kind of that mixed bag of the same, I don't want to say the same people, but the same characters play. Uh, right. Different, name, different names, you know. I don't know. So, I don't Yeah, know. and I'm not out to, you know, I'm not out to, you know, honestly prove anything to anyone or change anybody's mind. Like, you, you do you. That's fantastic. Uh, I just, I know what I've experienced, and I know that when we go into these investigations and we approach them with kindness that we're getting a lot of great response and getting a lot of resolution and clarity for the people who are asking us to come to their homes and, and do this. So that's what I know, you know, that's, that's, that's all I've got. And if, if you're doing something different and it works for you, cool. Well, it doesn't work for these people, but they think it does because, well, I guess there's the, the uh, two lo- two uh, two ways to get attention, and that's respect or just go out and scream enough, and then somebody will scream yeah. back. So yeah, what do you do when you're when you're investigating? Are you out there screaming? I haven't investigated much in six years. I had to count. It's been a while. Um, now, well, 
I take that back. There was the occasion where I did scream on mm-hmm. purpose, like there was an intent behind it. Of course, the funny part was I was more screaming. I was screaming at the living person, right across the room. <laughs> I, may, I this may have this may have been <laughs> acting actually. Now that I think about not investigating. I was taking out some anger, right? But it kind of seemed like we were doing an EVP session. Maybe I, I need, maybe I need to work through this a little bit more. Maybe this wasn't such a provoking, more trying to provoke a reaction from a living person. Oh dear, I may have I may have uh, opened up some wounds there for you. You need to I was go. Say, I, I, don't, I don't know if we want to continue this conversation or not at this point. Uh, maybe we'll have to figure something else out to talk about. <laughs> You work on that. If you need some help balancing your chakras, let me know. <laughs> well, like I said, it's been years since I did that. Actually, <laughs> it, you know, so I, we did that investigation, right, where it was, I don't want to say I was hostile, but, I, you know, it was it was ugly. And then a few days later, I got a phone call from said person that I was um, provoking, right? And we had more words. <laughs> he actually finally got the message, I guess. And uh, and I think ever since then we've been fine. It's just you know sometimes you just have to kind of what do I well, how do I say this? You wake the person up to what's going on around them. Sure, yeah, that's it's, a that's that's a very kind way to put it. And and, and, and sometimes you know sometimes you know being the old uh, baseball player that I you know was baseball player bench coach all that fun stuff. You can tell somebody, hey, keep your head up, keep your eyes open. Right? Or yeah. about the fifth time you tell them that, well, it's, well, I'm not going to yell in the microphone because that's just not nice. Sure. But, uh, <laughs> you, just, you get a little stronger with it. <laughs> There's a little bit more tone and a little bit more, well, probably spit and hand motion and all the other. Oh, so, yeah. I get it. Especially, uh, you know, it's interesting because when you're out investigating with people you know, so you kind of know their tendencies. But uh, that breeds a problem, though. Next level paranormal people, right? Because when you go out and you investigate with the same people, like I said, you know what they're doing, and then you start to get a little sloppy with things because Uh-oh. you get a little friendly and everything gets a little bit more relaxed, right? And it kind of can yeah. get it can kind of get a little sloppy. And so if you're, well, I'll I'll tell you what the part of it was. Started whispering during EVP sessions. <laughs> Oh no! And you can only say, "Don't do that so many times," before before you know what you're hearing is not an EVP. There, I'll say it that way. Yeah. <laughs> wow. It, it was well, rather I clear. That given that you know that our show is uh, our, is fairly new, you're you're giving me some great advice here. I will. I will remind uh, my uh, fellow investigators that we cannot get sloppy. Yeah, and I don't know. I don't know if that's part of what why because I we connected. Ran, well, I don't want to say randomly, but it kind of just worked, and we're kind mm-hmm. of at this point in the conversation. It just felt like something I needed to say. So, uh, the bill's in the mail for the three of us. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> oh well, I'm I'm bummed that you're uh you know you're not out there investigating anymore. Uh, but you're. I mean, I I like I said when we were talking about podcasting. I mean, you've got you you've got a just a, a, a. I hope it's okay. I say this. So you've got a hell of a show, and I. Well, I, I think we've already crossed it. that bridge a few times, or I did. So you okay. can go ahead and go wherever okay. you want. <laughs> 
All right. Well, thank you. Uh, you know, and I know how much uh, how much work goes into this, and I know I see you working all the time. You are on social media. You are all over it. Uh, you probably don't even have time to to mess with the ghosts and the spirits anymore. Well, that's part of it, right? That kind of filled that void. I get to talk to people that are out doing it, which is mm-hmm. a I don't want to say easier because there's still all this work that goes into it beforehand trying to figure out who the person is and all this other stuff. Of course, I have two youngish kids at home now. Of course, they're they're older now, so it would be easier to leave them at home and go do this. But then you you know, well, obviously, COVID has just kind of blew anything oh, out yeah. of the water that I was even remotely thinking about. So it's just kind of this thing, and and honestly, like I I do probably been a few months but i do love getting on the phone with somebody that's going to an investigation and has questions Mm -hmm. or coming back from an investigation hey we had this you know like the like you said with the lamp doesn't make sense but what do you think what do you think and walking you through you know and then you start ask again more asking questions more of what we do around on the show but it's different because you can be brutally i mean not that i'm not brutally honest on here but there's a whole nother level when it comes to some, you know, knowing the getting into the backstory and all this other stuff. There's just a different level, you know what I'm saying about that. Sure, yeah. You can be very specific because you are very specific in knowing what they're talking about, and uh, so that's fun too. And uh, so being sitting in the cold hotel at 2 a.m. Well, I, I don't want to say I don't miss it, but I. Don't necessarily miss it either. Like, it's one of those weird things at this point in my life where, yeah, I'd go do it again, but I don't know. No, I feel, I, like, I I feel like there's more out there that I need to ask about besides that moment. Sure. We did a, um, and even though, I mean, this building was, you know, had heat and everything, but we did a, a, a public ghost hunt over the weekend and it was one of those like up all night things like you know meet us at at 11 and we're there until five o'clock in the morning and i was like why are we doing this you know when we go out and talk to these you know when we go into people's homes it's like you know dinner time (laughs) we're we're in their homes for a couple of hours and we, we come back a second time for a couple of hours and that's it i'm like this is this is so much nicer than going into like crappy old buildings with no electricity and no running water and <laughs> like if I was going to be on a paranormal show I picked the right one we go into people's cozy homes and investigate <laughs> back when we, we, we did a lot of homes so our MO was go like 4 o'clock ish I mean it depends on summer winter right because the sun sets mm-hmm. a lot earlier but so we'd go do our perimeter uh, or we do a phone interview and then we go check out the site right during the daytime. So you kind of got a grip, go grab something to eat, go back, investigate for a few hours. And if you had to go, I mean, we most of the places we went, we made a second trip back, but it was kind of, I don't want to say, again, you get to that point where it becomes comfortable. So, you know, you go eat and you kind of, you know, and then you go. And of course, there's all, you know, like I said, it gets a little too comfortable at times. So that's okay. Though. Sure. I'm not complaining about that. Don't get me wrong. It was great. But, Are you trying to talk me out of this? Should I get out of this show now while I can? <laughs> yeah, get, get out get out while you're still friends with everybody. <laughs> <laughs> just just a fair warning. Now I, I still communicate with a great number of them. Of course, there's a handful of them. Think I'm the worst thing ever. Hi. Wow. Wow. That's, that's okay. I don't need those people in my life. 
Well, you'll know them fairly quickly, and they'll expose themselves and show themselves right out pretty quickly, too. But Okay. Well, I believe so. I mean, I could be wrong, but, you know, you've been around people long enough to know who the good people are and who the bad people are. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. I, I'm, I, I'm not, not going to have to teach you that. So, And plus, I've only got f- three minutes left, so I couldn't teach you that if I wanted to. But, <laughs> the extended version yeah, where yeah. Jen teaches me about good people and bad people. <laughs> On this quick episode of the Mail Report, we go into good people versus bad people and how you could tell the difference. <laughs> First way you can tell they're bad people is because they are always asking about your money and wanting to know how much you have and how much you're willing to spend on them. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why I don't have any friends. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that's what you were going to say. That's why I don't have any money and I was going to have... I was <laughs> no, I definitely don't have any money. <laughs> Yeah, that's, uh, boy, that's for sure. I, I, you know, I always laugh when I see people out there promoting these podcast businesses. Don't get me wrong. I'm sure Mm -hmm. some of them are great, but they're going to do this, that, and the other, and all this great stuff for $1,400 a month. And I'm like, you do realize most podcasters are poor because if they could afford to do actual good things, they'd be doing YouTube videos and they wouldn't be doing podcasts, but. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Have this great studio built in their basement. I've seen one today, actually. Yeah. It, it, looks, it looks just like a CNN set. Lights and all this other stuff. And I'm like, that dude's not a podcaster. That dude is a video star. And he's got the Yep. <laughs> yep, exactly. The, the podcast is a labor of love. There may be some things you can do. Like people are like, wow, you have a podcast, so you must know what you're doing. Uh, well, well, maybe. We, we do. We do. Trust me. We, we do. do. We do. But, don't, ever, uh, don't ever doubt that. We do know what's going on. Yeah. And for $1,400 a month, I can teach you. <laughs> yeah. I, I seen one how, for, what was it, 250 I'll teach you how to make money for your podcast. And I'm like, oh. I, I really do need to do this because I'm pretty sure I know how you're making your money off your podcast. But anyways. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Jay, this has been fun. And I'm glad we were able to connect and do this. And someday we'll have to get back to all the other paranormal stuff and get a little bit more into that. But I would love that. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah, we're, uh, uh, we've got a, a, our next new episode is, is April 3rd. Tr- 30th and we're rocking it and i if you wanted to have my uh my fellow ladies on uh kitsy duncan and and tiffany rice they are uh they're uh, well to me they're more fun than i am uh so i don't know why you didn't book them and and, and went with me but uh <laughs> i'm sure that they would love to come on and talk paranormal with you anytime as well well we'll have to figure that all out well hey i told you to go fast and i didn't disappoint did i you did not well, have have a good evening, and I'll probably see you on Twitter because you mentioned I have a slight problem. Well, <laughs> that's that's where we've seen each other for years. <laughs> have a good evening. We'll just keep doing that. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Uh, I hope everybody enjoyed that as much as I did. That was pretty fun tonight. So. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Mail Report. Stay tuned for details on saving money at the Duck Pond Shop. I hope you enjoyed this report. 
please subscribe so that you can join us again. And if you appreciate the show, leave us some stars or a review. For more notes from this show or other great shows, check out Mallard.com. A reminder, the views and opinions of the show are those of the host and guest and do not represent any sponsors, affiliates, or any other partners of the Mallard Report. Now for your money-saving tip. Promo code Mallard at checkout of DuckPondShop.com where you can get your t-shirt, coffee mug, and other great products. That's promo code Mallard at checkout, duckpawnshop.com. Until next week, stay safe and keep quacking. Welcome to Anthology of Heroes, the podcast that explores the most pivotal moments of history through the eyes of those who lived it. In this podcast, we don't spend our time recounting facts and dates. Instead, we follow in the footsteps of national heroes, kings, or ordinary people who lived and breathed the moments that shaped our world. We're not hemmed in by eras, borders, or religions. Instead, we seek out the tales of those who defied the odds and fought passionately for their beliefs. Whether they're right or wrong is up to you to decide. From Vercingetorix's doomed rebellion against Rome, to Osceola's unshakable war against the USA, all the way up to the inspiring Sobibor concentration camp uprising in World War II. Each episode is an immersive listening experience, blending music and sound effects to really draw you into the story. Our episodes go for about 45 minutes, making them perfect for your commute, and are crafted using a wealth of historical sources, which I list on our website if you want to learn more. I'm the host, Elliot Gates, and I'm thrilled to have you joining me as we uncover history's hidden gems and illuminate the faded pages of our past. Look out for the Anthology of Heroes podcast on Spotify, Apple Music, or anywhere else you get your podcasts from.